Hey everyone, Jeremiah here. I'm here today with just a quick case update to a case that we have covered in the past. This update pertains to the Opelika Jane Doe, which was episode 10. If you remember, uh, the Opelika Jane Doe was a case that's not actually Midwestern, it is from Alabama. It's the only time we've gotten out of the region. And I chose to cover it because it was one that always just stuck with me due to uh, just the sad and strange circumstances that surrounded it. Uh, but today, there was a press conference with the Opelika Police Department, and they announced both a name for the Opelika Jane Doe, as well as suspects who were in custody. I don't want to waste too much time, so we'll just jump into a quick uh, review on the case. So, the Opelika Jane Doe was a Jane Doe that was found in the Brookhaven Trailer Park in Opelika, Alabama, on January 28, 2012. The remains found were partial remains, uh, which included a skull and some hair. Found also was a pink shirt with heart buttons. Forensic testing on Jane Doe was able to identify her as a young African-American female between the ages of 4 and 7. She had a damaged left eye and had been severely neglected and malnourished before her death. After the discovery of her body, clay facial reconstructions would be released as well as eventual photo composites. Members of the Greater Peace Baptist Church in Opelika would note the resemblance between the reconstructions and a young girl who had attended vocational Bible school at the Greater Peace Baptist Church in 2011. Photos of the girl would show a young African-American female who appeared to have the same eye defect as Jane Doe. Church members would state that the girl did not interact with the other children much. Unfortunately, records were not kept for attendance, and many children were just picked up and bussed in or dropped off by parents. So the young girl's identity was still unknown. The photos would be released to the public, but would garner no leads. In recent years since then, Opelika Police would partner with Ortham Incorporated who used an advanced familial DNA testing technique called forensic-grade genome sequencing. This would lead to the identification of Jane Doe's father. In a press conference on Thursday, January 19, 2023, Opelika Police Chief Shane Healy would explain, quote, In October of 2022, Jane Doe's father was identified as 50-year-old Lamar Vickerstaff, Jr., Mr. Vickerstaff was born and raised in Opelika, Alabama, before enlisting in the U.S. Navy. During his lengthy Navy career, he resided in Norfolk, Virginia, Honolulu, Hawaii, and Jacksonville, Florida. In December of 2022, Opelika detectives traveled to the Naval Station Mayport in Jacksonville, Florida, where Mr. Vickerstaff is currently stationed, to notify him of his daughter's death. During the meeting, Mr. Vickerstaff did not provide investigators with any information on the identity of Jane Doe. Detectives then met with Mr. Vickerstaff's wife, Ruth Vickerstaff. Mrs. Vickerstaff, who has been married to Lamar since May of 2006, advised detectives she did not know his daughter or who may be the mother of Jane Doe. End quote. In December of 2022, investigators would meet 37-year-old Sherry Wiggins, who was confirmed to be the mother of Jane Doe, or as we now know her, Amor Jovia Wiggins, born January 1st, 2006. 
Sherry lives in and is a native of Norfolk, Virginia. She provided documentation to show that she had lost custody and visitation rights to Lamar in 2009, and she had also been paying child support this entire time, and had made several attempts to reconnect with Lamar over the years, with no success either through Lamar or via the courts. Per Chief Shane Healy at the press conference, quote, Detectives reached out to the school boards and pediatric clinics in several states, where Lamar and Ruth Vickerstaff resided and determined that Amore was never enrolled in school, nor was she reported as a missing person. With this information, Opelika detectives met with the Lee County District Attorney's Office to determine charges related to the death of Amore Wiggins. On January 17, 2023, Lamar and Ruth Vickerstaff were arrested in Jacksonville, Florida. Lamar Vickerstaff was charged with felony murder, and Ruth was arrested for failure to report a missing child. They are currently being held at the Jacksonville Sheriff's Office, pending extradition to Lee County, Alabama. Lamar Vickerstaff has family in the area of the Brookhaven Trailer Park, where Amor's remains were found. The girl at the church, whose pictures were shown, has yet to be confirmed to be a Moore. I do want to note that the girl in the photos does seem to have that same eye deformity as Amore's remains. Interestingly enough, the few photos that we have seen, which I'm going to assume were probably probably provided by her mother because she appears to be really young, uh, there is no eye damage, so it's sort of telling there. I kind of wonder if that happened after the custody was lost to Lamar, which is unfortunate, but... You know, we'll, we'll touch base on that a little more in a second. But uh, furthermore, currently investigators are looking to talk to people in Norfolk, Virginia, Honolulu, Hawaii, and Jacksonville, Florida, as well as anywhere else that Lamar may have resided, or even in the Opelika area, to uh, further piece together the, the unfortunate circumstances and get a f- more solid timeline as to their movements and what may or have happened to a more in that time, or how she may have been killed. If you have any information that may help investigators, please contact the Opelika Police Department at 334-705-5260, or the Secret Witness Hotline at 334-745-8665. Tips can also be submitted through the Opelika Police mobile app. You can remain anonymous. On a final note, obviously this is very, very happy news. Um, still very, very tragic. Obviously, we don't know the circumstances of what happened with uh, Sherry Sherry Wiggins and why she lost custody of Amore, but clearly she was trying to get her back and had, and obviously had no idea that her daughter was, was dead or even missing, which has to just be terrible for her, and my heart and condolences go out to her. Furthermore, obviously this young girl... Um, there's still just a lot to figure out. She clearly suffered a lot um, and was not treated well after being placed with her father and stepmother. And there's still a lot of questions to be answered. And uh, regardless of what you might think of police or anything like that, and that we've criticized them plenty, I have to really, really give my... I really have to commend the Opelika Police Department here. And all my research and all my cases, uh, I think really... The St. Louis Jane Doe might be the only other case, I think, with the police department that's really just been 
dedicated to, you know, a little girl that they don't know. They don't know who she is. They just know they want to find her. And I know they still got a lot of work ahead of them uh, to find out more of what happened. And, and maybe one day she can finally have the complete and utter justice she deserved. So just remember, Amora Wiggins, that's her name. That's the great thing here. She's Opal like a Jane Doe, no longer. And I only hope, furthermore, that this is, um, with these with DNA testing now, I really hope that there's more and more names that we can get back. I'm really hoping. It gives me so much hope for St. Louis Jane Doe. After Amora getting her name back, as well as Joseph Zarelli, the boy in the box, a case I never thought I'd um, hear the name of the victim in. So it's it's a very it's a very exciting time. Um, it's a very still a very sad time, knowing what this young girl went through as well as other victims. But uh, I think there's light on the horizon, and hopefully we can see more. Um, but that's that's all I got for now. So I will see you guys all next week.